0: Good day everybody and welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson, your host and I'm here with my guest Candace Babusiak. That's right, Candace of RBSFI. We don't have to say his name, do we?
1: No, that's okay. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah, Let's forget about him. So no, my guest is actually Candace Babusiak. And of course, her and her husband have the State Farm Agency, who has been a longtime sponsor of Real Estate Radio, so much that I can say 760-9994, located conveniently on the corner of Peace Haven and Country Club Road in Winston-Salem on Martin View Drive. Yeah, So, I mean, I say it so much uh, all the time. So how you been?
1: I've been good. How you been?
0: I can't complain too much. I'm, of course, in a closet right now because no one is uh, listening to me on hearing that uh, please don't come out. So I I think I've got a little bit of a um, reverb going in here. So I apologize ahead of time to all of our uh, YouTube followers. And if you're listening to us on Spotify and also on iTunes, I'll do my best so that we try not to to make too much of the uh, echo. But um,
1: everyone can relate to being stuck in their homes right now, hiding from their families. So I think you're good. You've got some grace.
0: So I'm in my Rick Babusiak chair and you're wearing a Louisville t-shirt because you're, you're throwing the, the colors there for me. So I do appreciate that.
1: Yep.
0: yep. So uh, you've seen the chat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to ask. We're going to go ahead and start off with the first question. And that is where are you from and how long you've been in Winston?
1: Yeah. So, um, My husband, Rick, and I moved here about 10 years ago. We are from the Bradenton, Sarasota area of Florida, originally. Uh, Before we came here, we were in Tallahassee, uh, where we both went to Florida State University. So go Knowles, got to give a shout out there. Um, But yeah, we moved here to open our own state farm agency. So been here about 10 years, and uh, there was no going back. We love it.
0: I think that as people get to know you, there are some really, really good stories that I don't think we're going to share today Um, uh, that involve plane tickets and uh, um, just, I mean, you you guys are just a great couple and um, you got two kids, um, uh, Violet and Ethan, and um, they're in bed right now. So that's kind of cool. We'll see
1: how long that lasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And is, is your bartender there? Because, you know, we need to tell Rick to bring you a drink. Yep. Um. Yeah, And then you can bring me one too, Rick, if you want to. Um, and,
1: uh, Margaritas please.
0: Yeah. Margaritas. So, um, it's, 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 you and I have an interesting way that we met and I guess at some point we can maybe tell that story if you want to, but, um, I, I just, uh, I feel so lucky and, and to have gotten to meet you and Rick and also not only be, uh, you know, have you be my insurance agent, but also have you be my friends and, um, We've, we've known each other since you guys got here. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, uh, I think what I've said before about you all is that you, after about the first year you were here, people would have thought that you lived here all your life. You, you got really involved in everything around and, um, uh, just invested in the community. And that was really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, uh, had never even heard of Winston Salem when we, first uh, got the interview to uh, come here and look at the State Farm opportunity and it took I think 36 hours for us to say like this is it this is home Um, so we were really really excited to get the call to say you're approved come on in open the agency and um, yeah our kids were born here Uh, you've helped us buy three houses now I'm pretty sure so um, now we're in our forever home uh, so thank you for that out in Louisville, which is why I had to represent with a yeah. fellow Louisvillian. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is home. We love it. We couldn't have been happier with our decision.
0: Well, and, and it's just been, I think it's been great for your family. Um, yeah. so what's your favorite place to eat? And you can't say Chick-fil-A, uh, cause yeah. I know that's where the kids want to go all the time, but you know, when, when you and Rick get a chance to go out, what is your favorite place to
1: eat? Yeah, I have to say, um, so you and Rick, my husband, take the girls, so my daughter Violet and Laura are friends. They're both about uh, two months apart in age, so they meet for uh, dinner dates. Daddy, daughter, dinner dates at Chick-fil-A. It's really cute. Um, but if I get to choose, my favorite, my absolute favorite is Mission Pizza, Okay. Uh, but I have a lot. I mean, I'm a big foodie. Uh, we love Wine, we love food so, um, sweet potatoes, mazelles, um, delicias is really good, full moon, um, those are some of the favorites, and then uh, also have to give a shout out to Carabas. Um, if y'all don't know, Daniel, have
0: to give a shout out to Carabas,
1: we get takeout there all the time. Uh, we love going in, but takeout right now, um, but Daniel, who runs it, I mean, he's just doing amazing things to support the community right now, so love. Uh, to see if you want to follow them on social media, how much they're giving back, bringing food to healthcare workers. It's amazing right now.
0: So that was going to be a new question because of the COVID. Um, where, where's the last place you ordered takeout from? Carabas. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we door dashed the uh, Greek grill um, okay. yesterday. And uh, we've done, of course, uh, Mario's and... Um, Oh my gosh, met the general manager of Firebirds. What a great guy. Um, I still have to get downtown and see, you know, Adam at Young Cardinal. Uh, yeah. Algernon's doing a bunch of stuff over at, Zac- at Zaxo's. Um, and, uh, um, you know, just saw today that like $500 was donated to help give kids a meal for the next, you know, month or so. And, and it's just, it's just some
1: great stuff that people are doing. It's amazing to see the community response. I mean, I think everyone feels a little bit powerless right now out of control, but to be able to see people contribute in their own unique ways, whatever they can give back. I mean, you got to look for the good right now. So it's definitely been um, inspiring to see what a lot of people are doing to try to help.
0: So what about uh, what's your favorite thing to do? And I mean, this is kind of pre COVID or post COVID, but you know, what's your favorite thing to do when you can get the either Rick out or the family out?
1: Yeah, if anybody ever watches this like years from now, um, we're in a unique situation, right? We've been stuck in our homes. I mean, I've been here um, over three weeks now, so this this is weird. Um, You had a
0: cold or something when this first started, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so just out of precaution, you know, at the very beginning, I, I stayed home. I even isolated myself from my family, you know, not knowing. It was before tests were available, so um, definitely took it serious right away, just feeling, um, the effects of, you know, some kind of really severe sickness. So, um, it's been, it's been really different. It makes me appreciate, like you said, all the restaurants and things that we were able to do before all this. So I think, I really hope that people, you know, take this time to be with their family, but then go back and support local business, get out there and spend money and take advantage, you know, see it in a new light. Let's say everything that we have here in the community. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. We went to meet Pueblo and did pick up. And you know, my thing is, is um, I I forget who suggested this early on, but was, you know, give really good tips. And so I, you know, it was like a $55 bill and I gave a $20 tip or something. I mean, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying that's what I've done. And, um, the manager like took my bill, looked down at it and went, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm like, what? He goes, hold on, you need some more food. And so he ran in and like brought me another chips and salsa and was just like, thank you so much. And it's just like, I didn't do anything. I mean, you know, just it, it's where it's going to really be the interesting part. And this is what we've really started to talk about as I've talked with friends over the last couple of days is, well, you know, are you going to go back to Disney this year? You know, are you going to, uh, are you going to, are we going to watch a football game with fans in the stand? Are we going to, you know, is college football season going to happen? And, you know, what these restaurants, I mean, somebody bragged about how they picked up, um, my neighbors bragged about how they picked up the, uh, like a, 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 a boil, you know, from um, uh, Full Moon. And so yeah. it's like a beach boil, whatever they call that boil thing, you know, crab boil or, or whatever, um, and uh, low country boil. And I was like wanting to go get one. And I went over there and they'd closed and they're not, you know, and, and so who's coming back, who's not coming back. And they had just of course closed for, for this hopefully, but there are going to, we're going to lose some businesses.
1: That's the scary part. I mean, really, uh, we employ six people and thinking about how many friends we have that, you know, run small businesses. And I mean, we're worried. We're definitely worried about some of our friends and their ability to reopen their businesses. I mean, um, Terry over at Twin City Hive, I mean, they're absolutely amazing seeing, you know, him worried about, are they going to open the doors again? I mean, I hope so. Um, and we're all trying to support in any way we can. But I mean, this is scary. That's the reality of the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Terry's hilarious. You'll see him at Costco getting this or that and, you know, out in the parking lot. And I mean, they just, but, you know, to get that extra two cents or that extra, I mean, this is what people rely on and the close down. It's It's scary. We have we have four people that are on our payroll. And, um, you know, one of the first things that happened was, you know, Rick reaches out to me and says, Hey, have you seen this? Make sure you do that. And I'm like, so I'm calling my banker and, you know, I have that relationship with my banker. I'm texting them at home and then they're calling me the next day. And, you know, I, I applied earlier this week for some of the PPP. And I know you guys have applied for it. Um,
1: I mean, I think people are seeing like, okay, here's the benefit of having a relationship with a local banker. Right. Uh, You know, and that kind of goes back to what we do, you know, being able to still be there, the real person through this, even though we're working from home, um, relationships are, are more important to people than they've ever been.
0: Well, and what's crazy for you guys is someone has to be in the office every day. Now, they're not opening the door, but I mean, someone has to be there because of the secure line, correct?
1: Um, we don't have to have somebody there. We do have somebody there to go check the mail and apply payments and take care of business. But um, I think we're learning that a lot of businesses can operate remotely. Right. Um, so although this has been an unexpected adjustment to business, I think it does... Um, kind of put things in a different perspective. You know, how do we adapt and evolve and grow in the new world? And what kind of impact is this going to have on all of our businesses? It, it's definitely an area for opportunity in some ways.
0: Well, I think that, um, you know, I called Rick about something. He says, you know, I don't have the same uh, uh, phone line capabilities here as I do at the office and things like that. So, you know, call in so you can handle this or that. And so it just seems like I know that with um, proprietary things like a State Farm or stuff like that. You guys have a lot of secure stuff because that's a lot of data that no one needs to see. And so um, I know I'm that's
1: they are probably the most secure company. I mean, the amount of red tape we have to go to just to get on our laptops is uh, incredible, but I guess it's worth it. So yeah,
0: it is. So um, so I ask you the big three questions now. Now let's talk about some other things. First of all. Um, uh, I appreciate that you actually, you know, uh look, you know, like you would normally look and didn't and didn't go with the COVID uh, yeah. beard or anything like that, right? Your husband, of course, uh, we we will say looks uh is about the same as me except his or he doesn't have the grays yet. Yeah. But um how's that been? I mean I told you,
1: though. This is the first time I put on makeup in three weeks, so I got ready just for you, but um but yeah, I mean it's been fine. I you know, I'm I'm grateful we're in a situation where um financially, you know, we're okay. We're not struggling um like a lot of people are right now. We're able to work from home, we're able to keep all of our employees employed. Um so I'm I'm doing okay. I'm trying choosing to look at this as an opportunity to spend more time with my family um and to do some things with them that you know, I think we just kind of push off because we're so busy. So right. Um, I know it's hard because we don't know how long that's going to last, but trying to, um, be as present as possible, um, and, and not, um, focused on what we can't control. So,
0: yeah, I I think that's probably going to be one of my first questions to you was going to be that how, how as a businesswoman, because you manage the whole entire office, correct?
1: So Julie, so sales. office manager. Right. Um, so your overall sales. I'm one of the owners, and I'm in charge of marketing. Um, so I do a lot in terms of community outreach, um, and I run our quotes for good program. So um, definitely a personal interest of mine is how do we give back to the community as as business owners? Our community has helped to make us successful. They've given us so much. So how do we in turn go back and be a value to them? So Um, you know, as I get older and hopefully wiser, um, just looking for additional ways to, um, be of contribution.
0: You're being kind. You manage everyone in that office. Now someone may have an office manager, um, title and Julia does a great job, but you keep Rick in line and you keep that whole office going and things like that. And, you know, so, so we can argue about that, but you, you do a really good job.
1: We're a team for sure. I mean, where I'm strong um, or where I'm weak, others are strong. So, um, and and you know what? I've been encouraged and those beliefs have been reinforced by all this happening that um, people on my team have really stepped up and they're, and they're doing great working from home. So it's nice to be able to have people that you can trust and rely on.
0: It is quite interesting because, as you know, we talked about early on. I have known you since the beginning, and I've seen the transition of your team—some um, uh, good, some bad—and um, you know, you transitioning to a role of, of basically being the, the, you know, the owner with the marketing side of things, and um, it's it, it fits you, and you know, um, this quote's for good thing. That's. Might as well go ahead and talk about it. What is Quotes for Good and and where are you guys at with this?
1: Yeah, so Quotes for Good, that's kind of my baby, my passion project. Um, It's been something that we started um, a little over a year ago. So basically for um, every month, we highlight a particular nonprofit on our social media. Um, So this month, we're doing the Crossnore School in Children's Home. Um, which is an amazing organization. I could go on and on about, I mean, so many uh, last month was senior services. um, But in that particular month, for anyone who calls for a quote, we donate $20 per quote to that nonprofit. So Mm -hmm. no obligation for anybody to buy anything, but um, we want to encourage uh, marketing in a way that we can reallocate some of those dollars from, let's say, An ad in a newspaper to um, giving back to local nonprofits and keeping that money in the community. So that's the whole um, idea of the program. But last year we were able to donate forty six hundred dollars in its first year, and this year we're set to probably double that. So it's really encouraging. I mean, one
0: of the ones that we first started on was the uh, Southwest uh, Food Pantry over at Southwest Elementary, and I mean, you guys gave. They they invited you to a fair, I think, and And then that that worked out real well for you. I know um, Humane Society has been a good one for you as well, too.
1: Humane Society, um, the Secu Family House, Cancer Services, Financial Pathways, the Piedmont. um, I mean, we've worked with so many different nonprofits, and it's been a learning experience for me. And I'll I'll go and I'll, you know, tour the facilities and I'll talk to them to learn. And um, I really want to understand not only what these organizations are doing, but how can somebody outside in business come in? and be a value. So is it connecting you to a different resource or a different relationship? Um, and that's just still kind of something that I'm, I'm learning and getting better at. But I mean, I've got, you know, big ideas and big plans for the future of how I really want to be able to help the community even more.
0: Mm. So I'm going to say something that's not, you're not allowed to give me the, the, the look, okay, because I want you to expound on it. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting the ball on the tee for you. Okay. okay. You just sell insurance. I mean, what, what, what? Why is insurance so hard?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say definitely. I, I, I'm confirmed in this. Um, you know, insurance is not sexy. It's not exciting. Um, nobody prioritizes it until, you know, they have to talk about it. So um, we recognize that. You know, this is one of those things that um, a lot of people put off. But I think as soon as they talk to us and they realize our intention really is to help them move closer to financial security um uh, we say become bulletproof by the oh, yeah i was <laughs> waiting to
0: see if that was coming up bulletproof
1: yeah. so um i mean whether it's auto and home insurance life insurance um health is a big one for people right now um a lot of people worried about their finances what kind of impact is this going to have on my retirement i mean there's a big scope to what we cover and we're willing and capable to help in a lot of different ways um, you know, every state farm agency is different in terms of what they're going to talk about, what they're going to cover, but we really observe a holistic approach because we want to get to know people, meet them where they are in life, and help them progress to the next step. We might not meet instantly and completely fix the financial plan and puzzle, but um, we're going to keep making progressive moves forward.
0: And and doesn't, now? I mean, there's also, and I know this has gone in and out, but there's also the fine print. So we're just going to basically, I can mention it, but you can't. Um, I think that that there's also some investing side of things that are options out there too, that they really need to learn more about by contacting you all. Is that fair enough to say?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, there it I, is. I was briefed on um, what I'm not allowed to say, because there's a, a whole lot of compliance there, but yeah. And,
0: and I felt like that was in that compliance thing. You proud of me?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, if people are concerned about their finances and the impact that this is going to have, I mean, that's a major focus uh, for Rick and and a couple others in our agency to to help with those plans.
0: How about this? You guys helped me out with my, um, uh, um, cafeteria plan in a sense for, you know, we, we invest for our, our four of us. And you also have, um, uh, an inherited IRA that you helped me out with when my mom passed away and some things like that. And I'm sure there are other options out there that you could share with people if they come into the office and talk
1: to you about it. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So there we go. Yep. Um, but you don't sell razors. I like this. I'm, I'm thinking about keeping it. Um,
1: I like but, it. It looks good.
0: What, what I, I can tell you a couple stories about how I've interacted with y'all. Um, I was talking to my mother-in-law right before I got married and we were talking about something and I did, I looked down and then looked up and I hit a car. And, uh, three years later, I get a phone call from you guys and it's like, Hey, that, 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 thing finally came off. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. What's my bill going down? Oh, your bill's not going down. I go, what do you mean? It's like, well, there's this great thing that you want to buy. And I'm like, what is it? And it's like, well, it's disability insurance. Cause you know, John, you do something stupid. And so it was like only 30 or 40 bucks a month or something like that. But it was. Um, mortgage payment disability or something like that so that was something you guys added on and then the greatest thing of all is the hospital plan or whatever so that if i fall down the stairs or yeah i mean it's just that you guys have that i know on your kids and so tell us about that plan
1: yeah i mean i don't want to go too much into you know product um that, that gets a little bit boring for people but um but yeah i mean I love what I do. I don't find insurance boring. I could talk about it all day long. Right. Um, I, do, I do talk about it all day long. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just depending on what someone's worried about. You know, that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to cover. If something's not important to somebody, then, you know, we're going to leave it alone because um, there's different stages in life and we've got to continue to help people with where they're at.
0: And I understand um, there's some new plans out there where you can convert some stuff, um, some life product to cover um, uh, uh, some long-term care costs and stuff like that. And I mean, guys, if you have a need out there, get in touch with you. Um,
1: I mean, there's, I, I don't even know how many products we have. Hundreds? I mean, uh-huh. if not thousands. I mean, it's so complex and there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So, so, yeah, I would just say if somebody has questions, happy to be a resource if I can.
0: Seven six zero nine 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 four. How's that? You know it. So all right. So, what is so great about State Farm? Because you I mean you could be an insurance agent with anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. I get that question a lot, um, and I think the answer is trust. Um, I trust that they're going to say what you know. I, I make promises when I help people set up insurance, and if I didn't believe that they were actually going to deliver on those promises, then I couldn't. You know, recommend those things to people. So I think knowing that when stuff goes wrong, that they're not only willing to do what's right, but they're financially capable, financially strong to take care of people. That's really important to me. I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't believe in. Um, so uh, breaking news for you too, because I know you love breaking news. Breaking but, news. Yeah. So State Farm, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be public. But uh, two billion dollars in dividend credits coming back to insured so John you can expect um, some money back pretty soon um, that's awesome so yeah we're, we're excited to see that um, saying um, you know people are not driving as much right now they're staying home so we owe people some money back and I like to see that that's cool yeah. I
0: apologize. That is my ninety-five-year-old dad calling me at all the time, and Eight. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, I don't know if you heard it on the thing of my phone trying to ring, even though it was on silent because it was connected to my computer. But all the time, and, yeah. Yeah. he loves you guys. That was another story I was going to tell. Actually, uh, I got a letter from—is it Ed Rusk? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a CEO of State Farm or president or whatever, and I sent him a message because you're. Uh, your husband went and saved my dad. My dad was uh, rear-ended, and um, I was stepping into a meeting, and Rick's like, oh, I got this. Don't worry. So he had run over and was there, made sure my dad was okay, get, made sure he got home, Called you guys called him the next day, and I felt that was necessary to write the head of State Farm, and I got a, a letter on that. And um, I'm still waiting for my State Farm commercial for the Super Bowl or something like that. We I know.
1: know. Me too.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's get rid of Rick, and it's just you and I can come up with something funny and hang out with somebody. But, I um tell it yeah no i just uh i think that the reason why i asked the state farm question is because i know that state farm has a huge huge uh trust and and just this stability and stuff and i think that's what you guys try to do in your uh individual office Mm -hmm. and you know um how many people do you have now in the office
1: uh so we have eight total um and everyone's uh, licensed um very experienced. I mean, we're in, we're in a really, really good place with our team. They're all amazing individuals. I mean, they're awesome insurance agents, but they're amazing people. So they really take the time to get to know who they're talking to and make sure that anything that we recommend is going to be something that is um, appropriate for them and in their best interest. So, um, I love my team. I'm super blessed to, to work with great people. Um, Cause I know um, it, it's hard out there. It's hard to find good talent. So um, we've got to retain them. We've got to keep them happy and we got to take care of them, especially right now with all this going on.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get away from insurance now. And, and yeah. now start are asking you the fun, hard questions. Okay. Um, as a business owner, um, how do you find business? I know that uh, you're really involved in BNI mm-hmm. um, and also community service stuff. What is it about, uh, let's start with the community service, Um, is it the kind of the, no one cares how much, you know, until they know how much you care type of mentality? Um, and that you really, I mean, I know you really enjoy doing the community service, but I mean, the benefit of getting business from it is, is, is also good too.
1: Yeah. I think I, I got into it, um, thinking, okay, how can I use this as a marketing tool, you know, years and years ago, how can I get out and meet people to market my business? And then it's just evolved, um, you know, over time into this, um, really passionate interest of mine. So you know, I think when people know that you're operating from a place of authenticity in terms of what you want to contribute, um, they're okay with that. So, um, business wise, you know, we, uh, we operate, I'm going to say 80% off of referrals, um, try to do as much as we can, uh, networking and referral marketing. BNI is a, a more formal, um, networking group. I was the president last year and, um, you know i've just i've been really blessed in in that group to support me and even during all this you know we're still meeting weekly via zoom um which is super weird but to be able to see people's faces and hear their voices you know that that's my community those are my people so even though we're stuck at home um i'm not isolated i'm not alone i still have you know my friends my family and my referral partners um and my business partners you know there for me so um that's definitely been a really nice thing to, to feel during this, uh, weird stuck at home phase.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause I know that you and Casey are in BNI now, is that the only BNIs and then the other, like Rick's in a, a leads group?
1: Yeah. So he goes to a group out at to Run. Um, and With then Roger
0: Casey and all of them.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, and then we we're actually in four different BNI chapters.
0: Okay. All right. Yep. And that's, that's worked for you guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would highly recommend it. And if anybody has questions, um, yeah, seven six zero
0: nine
1: nine nine four. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: All right, and so so we've got community service is one of the ways that you're you're getting um, your your business. Uh, BNI is another way. What are other ways that you recommend people to uh, to get business?
1: Um, I mean, I run our our social media, our Facebook advertising. You know, you've got to do some um, internet stuff. Um, we're also really fortunate to work with an amazing business coach. Um, his name is Brian Strock and um, his company's My Success Path. Shout out to him too. But um, he's just really helped us kind of look at things through the filter of who do you want to be and. Make How decisions. long have
0: you guys worked with him? Is it a couple of years?
1: I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say three years maybe. I think, yeah,
0: because I've 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 been on the phone or something. It's like hey, I gotta go. Or we're having our meeting with our coach, and he, he's coached the whole team at yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: So, yeah. Okay. It just took us to the next level. I mean, before it was like, you know, how do we hit this new benchmark? How do we get to this new level of success? And, um, you know, a few years ago it was like, okay, we hit that again. We hit that again. Um, you know, some of those, those metrics start to get a little bit boring and you start to think, okay, what's the bigger picture to all of this? Yeah. We can make more money. Yeah. We can, you know, do more than we did last year, but that's not really, you know, what motivates people. There's gotta be more. So, um, mm-hmm you know, he's helped us really look at those things and say, who do you want to be? And then craft your life around those things. So, right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you, you recommend coaching and and things like that. All right. Let's talk about, um, it's what been 10 years now that you've been in Winston. How much has Winston changed? Do you think?
1: I mean, I hear people talk about like the old Winston and how much it's changed. Um, and I will say the very first weekend that we came here and visited and this was back in 2009 Um, we came in had dinner at village tavern, which is also a great restaurant. Um, Old or new village tavern I, what's the difference?
0: Well, there's one that is yeah. at rinalda village and then there's one on stratford road
1: Okay, well, we were staying in the la quinta. So we went to the one next door by the mall okay. This this was uh you know back in the day and right. we had some discounted. Lo
0: Pinta, watch out! Yeah,
1: it was dog friendly, so we had our, I know. our chihuahua with us at the time. Um, but yeah, then we went over to Sixth and Vine, and they had some live music going on, and we got right. some. Music, and we were like, "Yeah, like Winston is a hopping downtown," um, which is funny because when we moved here and we we said that, people were like, "What are you talking about?" Like you know, downtown's not that exciting. Where were you? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that downtown Winston-Salem is absolutely phenomenal. We've had so much growth in the time that we've lived here. Um, The shopping, the restaurants, you know, the breweries, um, you know, it's amazing. I think we're so fortunate to live in what feels like a tight-knit community, a small community, but we still have I mean, almost every major amenity that a big city has.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of people call it, you know, the, the biggest small town in America or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, because living-wise, you were on the, you know, over near the Renolda side almost.
1: Yep. And then you got to Peace
0: Haven and now you're out in Louisville. Which of the areas have you liked the best?
1: I mean, we, we absolutely love living in Louisville. And I, I don't think it's necessarily like... You know the area of town as much um I just think like you know you helped us find the perfect house right. um, in the perfect spot um yeah. so you know we wanted a little bit more like privacy and um in the morning you know we can hear the neighbors chickens and you know then we can hear the guy down the street shooting off his guns and Rick says it's so peaceful out here listening to the chickens and the guns um but I mean you know coming from Florida this is the country, um, so yeah, different
0: kind of guns in Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, but where you came from was beautiful. I mean, I love Sarasota.
1: Yeah, I don't think I appreciated it as much, you know, growing up as I should have. Like, I didn't realize not everybody grows up, you know, right on the beach in Siesta Key with point of rock,
0: people. Siesta Key. Come on. Yeah.
1: yeah, so definitely grateful to get to go back and visit family there.
0: Yeah, I, I always uh, I love to see the. Uh, The marine kissing no the the uh, the navy guy kissing the um the nurse there that huge statue you know you're in Sarasota. Yep. So what do you want to see Winston Salem do uh, moving forward?
1: I mean I think we're on the brink of a lot. I mean really you know obviously we're in this kind of weird stage right now where um, everything feels (laughs) on pause. Um, So there's going to be some recovery after this small business recovery, nonprofit recovery. I mean, we're all kind of waiting to see what the long-term impact's going to be. But um, I think we all still have to look, be looking at the future, at the opportunity. Um, and the only way that we're going to see progression and growth and recovery is if people look at what they can contribute. Um, so it's really easy to focus on what we can't do, but what can you do? Um, and I think nothing's too small. So Um, been just trying to encourage people to get outside your comfort zone and try something new Um, before all this happened you know I was supposed to start um, the Interfaith Alliance as a program with Big Brothers Big Sisters to um, start mentoring um, a kid through like an in-school program um, and that's been put on hold. Um,
0: Uh, Till next year probably.
1: Yeah I mean and, and they're trying to look at okay can we do this over the computer can we do like a virtual mentor type thing so I mean, I'm all for that, but obviously that doesn't replace, uh, you know, human interaction, especially for kids. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the big picture, I I see opportunity. Um, and I think, um, you know, we're going to get there, but I do think there's going to have to be some, some recovery first.
0: I think the fears for me are nonprofits. Who's going to come out of this? Mm-hmm. And the other fear for me is what restaurants are going to make it out.
1: Yeah, I think small business and nonprofits, um, and who the nonprofits serve, is you know my biggest worry because um, these are organizations that are literally feeding people who otherwise wouldn't eat. These are organizations that are keeping people off the street, um, so you know they're suffering, and and if you we're giving before I would encourage you to keep giving if you weren't giving and you can, you know, just do anything to help. Um, a friend of mine invited me to, um, a group on Facebook where like every night we go in and you know, if you have a drink at home, you virtually tip the bartender. So it's like, okay, maybe you can't donate hundreds of dollars, but you know, send a few bucks to these people who can't go to work right now and make money. Um, everybody can do something.
0: Well, I'm in the brown water society and, you know, we get together and, and we've got this one waitress that is always helping us. And so the guy went, Hey, we're not doing our meeting this month, send 20 bucks uh, so we can, you know, give her a big tip because, you know, for two years she's been the one that helped us out. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully everybody does that, but you are right. I mean, just when it's someone's birthday and they're doing the Facebook thing, Hey, could you support this? If you can get five, 10 bucks, it's, I mean, it just makes it better.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, you know, they used to ask me all the time, you know, do you want to round up, you know, when you go buy something and you're thinking, you know, I don't want to have to think about all these decisions, you know, if I want to choose to support this or that. I'm like, okay, if every single time I go buy something, they're going to round up 50 cents. Sure. You know, like that's not going to make a difference, you know, to me personally. So I'm going to do it. So um, yeah, I I don't think it's about like, oh, you're doing more, you're doing more, this is better, that's better. It's like, just do something, you know, whether it's like, you know, make a handwritten card, take it to your neighbor. Um, you know, we've, our neighbors are so cool. Um, we've had people drop off flowers. Somebody else brought around um, hand sanitizer that the local brewery was making. Um, so it's just been really cool to see like the individual response of some people to step up in this situation.
0: You know, um, if you get a chance, Hallmark is doing something where you can go online and register and they'll send you three cards so you can just send them to people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I that's got them too, so they're already gone. So
0: we did it at uh, the old house and the new house. So Laura's got six cards now so that we can... Uh,
1: I don't know if we can support that, John. That seems like cheating the system a little well,
0: bit. Well, Catherine did it and I did it and we didn't <laughs> oh, know. Um, so now, uh, so there's six cards out there that we're going to be sending out to people and stuff like that. I and think I think the she other thing is
1: made a birthday card for Violet, so I know she can make some handmade cards. Yeah,
0: she can. Yeah. Um, the other thing that uh, I got a check-in today from uh, Carmen Palmer... Um, Carmen is a realtor with Remax and she's just like, Hey, you know, doc, what's going on? So she calls me doc and I call her rev cause uh, she's a minister in her church. of course, you know, I'm the Reverend Dr. John McPherson with my $25 uh, uh, doctorate from uh, the universal life church. Um, and so, but uh, we, um, she just checked in with me today and that's something that I've tried to do a little bit in the position, you know, with being with the real estate, realtors association. But um, you know, what, what are things, I guess, probably as we get towards the end of this, what are some things that you just uh, recommend people do to kind of keep the sanity as you have? Because, I mean, you're, you, you got Rick, who's the biggest kid in the world. Um, yeah. And then, you know, two more kids there. How, how are you keeping sane?
1: I've, I've been reading some articles and trying to share some content um, that I find helpful. But um, one thing I've read is, you know, stick to a routine. Um, so, you know, get up go to work, even if you're at home, You know, be present at work and then turn that off at the right time and then be present with family. So set some boundaries um, because I mean, none of us are used to working at home before this. I mean, this is, this is new. None of us know how to do this perfectly. So um, I think giving ourselves more grace than we ever would before. You know, We're in a really fast paced, demanding society where it's always like, how can I be better, faster, more efficient? You know I think right now that it's not time for that. It's time for um how do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my family? How can I, you know, take care of my employees, my community, um, and then go from there. Um, I mean, especially during Holy Week, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflection and um it's um a point in life where um we can either look to the enemy or we can um, look to our savior. And that's what I'm trying to stay focused on right now.
0: That's a pretty good way to end it. I'm so glad that you have joined our community um, and even brought Rick with you too. Um, Folks, if you want to get in touch with Candace, you can reach her at 336-760-9994. The only guests that I ever had on that I know the number by heart, Um, check them out online at rbsfi.com. That's rbsfi.com. And, um, of course, with us, uh, Camel City Chat, I sure would love it if you'd like, subscribe, uh, watch it. We had uh, blew out the hours. Of, I think we had 24, um, gosh, uh, 1,400 hours last month of people watching. Um, so, I mean, it's just continuing to grow. And um, I appreciate everybody supporting the channel. I'm sorry this is a couple days late. We were supposed to be on Wednesday. Of course, we're gonna we're on Friday this week. But... Um, I'm just honored that you would take the time tonight to be our guest here on Campbell City Chat. You're a wonderful lady, and I'm so happy that you're my friend too.
1: Well, I'm very thankful for your friendship, and I mean, you are, um, whole, your whole family, I feel like you guys are like a part of our family now, so thank you so much for asking me to be here. Um, definitely a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but I think being at home, you know, it, it, it makes me feel like i safe with you, so thank you. Yeah.
0: You did a great job and I appreciate it. And, folks, again, like, subscribe, and don't forget to check out rbsfi.com or 760 9994. We're going to be back next week with more Camel City Chat. We appreciate you.